Hey guys, welcome to the Wrestling Escape Pod. Welcome to this brand new episode. Uh, and a big shout out to my host with the most, Tommy Toy Travels. Boom! I'm back. Back, yes. And uh, I was just saying to Tommy, it looks like he's in the waiting room for heaven. That's uh, yeah. very much the vibe I'm getting. Your Your room fascinates me in a way i don't think i've ever been fascinated by any room ever there's it's so, so there's basic. like yeah it's, there's not a great deal in there but no. there's I, I still find so much to talk about and i'm not even trying <laughs> do you know what i mean how, how many people put bubble wrap on their windows had we have not had that conversation we never would have found that out but now i want to know what's the blue thing it looks like oh. something out of aladdin it's a spray bottle confirmed spray bottle <laughs> but but what what for why is it there it's you spray the window and then apply the bubble wrap yeah. is it bubble wrap spray yeah <laughs> is, it, is it bubble wrap adhesive is that and what you've got in the spray yeah everyone Amazing. at home try it try it <laughs> Something to try this weekend. You are living your best life. There's no two ways about it. There is no, no two ways about it. Real great. The other thing I want to ask as well, because I do feel like I am the voice of the community. I, and I appreciate as well, there's people that are listening to this that haven't got a clue what we're talking about. I would urge that they go to YouTube and actually see for themselves uh, what we're talking about. Um, but... I, what the question I would like to know is: We know there's a tree outside the window. That's been confirmed. That was confirmed in the last episode. But is it a solitary tree, or is there a group? Of, I don't know what a group of trees are. Try what's a, a what's forest. a group of trees? Oh, a forest. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you're right. It probably is a forest or a wood, isn't it? Something like that. I genuinely go. don't know. I kind of think it's just one, a big one. What did uh, do you know? What do you mean you don't know? Have you never had a look around? Have you ever yeah. left that room? No. Is everything all, are you being held hostage? Is everything okay? No, I got, I got all the yes. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what signals you're sending me. I'm, I'm looking to see if you're blinking. If you need None. any help, no, it's good. Okay, okay, okay. Well, look, uh, I, I can't drink. We think it's one tree. Hopefully we can get that confirmed next week. Um, but enough of this madness. We're here to talk about wrestling. Uh, and we are here to talk about wrestling, entrance, stages. Now, this is going to be a tricky topic. This really is going to be a trippy. Uh, trippy? It might be trippy. Mm. But it's going to be tricky because um, WWE in particular don't tend to change their stages these days. So we really have got to go back. We've got to go back to like the Attitude Era. I suppose uh, a touch before as well, there's certainly some examples throughout like the early mid-90s uh, where stages were quite um, adventurous. But nothing really recent. Um, I think AEW have tried a few things, but even their stages haven't really changed. You tend to get like the two tunnels uh, on. It's, it's kind of like, in many ways, I see it as a womb. And you've got like the fallopian tubes. I'm sure everyone sees it that way. I don't know what that makes the ring, right? Uh, feel free to drop in the chat or the comments what you think that makes the ring. Um, but anyway, <laughs> like 
it doesn't get too adventurous. They do put like uh, casino chips and stacks of them for like double or nothing. Uh, they had a bit of a beach vibe uh, and fighter fest as well, uh, which was based on the fire festival. There's a few tents and things like that. But as I said, they, even they don't get too adventurous. Um, so we've had to go back. I've got a list in front of me of things that um, I definitely want to mention. Obviously, we'll put the pictures up on YouTube as well. Um, but do you want to start with one of yours, Tommy? Do you want to set us off? Yeah, as always, I get, I start off with the best examples. And, and knowing you, uh, I feel like this is on the top of your list. It's something uh, I know you said WWE doesn't often do special sets, but I love whenever they're in the UK, how they bring out that one car and the one phone <laughs> booth and they call it a day yeah. and they're like, this is UK culture. We got you. Yes. Yes. I, I, do, I do enjoy it. I've got to admit though, peak. the the two big union flags, Yeah. either side, I do, I, I've got to say when you first walk into the room and you look at them, they, it does do something. I don't know what it is, but it does stir up a little bit of pride. I totally get the whole USA chant and all of that and the flags. I mean, obviously, there's been a big thing uh, in WWE history. They've got a great connection with the military. And, you know, we've had characters like Sergeant Slaughter. And I'm thinking WrestleMania 7 when there was USA flags everywhere. Um, we don't have anything like that really in the UK, like those kinds of shows. So when you go to a WWE uh, taping in the uk they do have the two they're the biggest flags i've ever seen um i don't know what you would put their flags on there's no ship that's going to be uh waving them at sea uh so two massive flags uh and then yeah you get like a taxi and a, i think there's a phone booth i think you're right yeah I, I actually went to a show where i think big show planted roman reigns onto the roof of that taxi. So they did actually use it. Oh. It was actually something that got used in a in an attack, uh, which was quite exciting. I also, there is a picture of me, which I'm, I honestly don't know if I'll be able to find, but there is a picture of me from 2008 going to the raw taping at the O2 Arena in a Union Jack hat. Uh, a big union jacket. I, I was living it. I was living it up. Um, and uh, yeah, I had this big union jack hat on and I was like, it's the first Raw that I'd ever been to. Um, and so I was uh, extra excited. And uh, they did pick me up in the crowd. There is a moment where there's a shot of me. And I didn't even know till years later. I, when I watched the show back, I missed the, the moment where they showed me. And um, it was only years later. I, I'm talking about, I think, when the network first arrived. I actually went back and watched that show because I wanted to see, try and remember what matches I'd seen. And, no, and then uh, for a split second, I pop up on screen. Yeah. <laughs> In a union jacket. I'm like, oh! <laughs> I, uh, Amazing. Yeah, uh, that's something that... I don't know. That's not a top, subtopic of the episode is uh, being seen on on wrestling TV. It's happened to me, too. Um, well, you've been think, a champion. No, well, that wasn't that wasn't. We w know that. Yeah, no, that was um, money in the bank. Uh, you win no, it. The, this one. No, I'm not <laughs> the winner. No, no, that was Otis. <laughs> different people. Um, it was the one where Seth Rollins won the briefcase and then the camera cuts to me going, oh, it's great. Oh, really? Yeah. 
And then there's um I've gotta find that of SmackDown or something where Big Cass comes out and yet again it's me going, Ooh, and it's like that's that's the only that time they cut to me. <laughs> Apparently I'm really good at doing this. I don't <laughs> It's big weird. supporter of the WWE, Tommy. Big supporter. Yeah. Every time they cut to him, he's like, hey, <laughs> hey, E-Dub. Hey, E-Dub. <laughs> oh, I had no, I didn't know that. I didn't know that about you, that you'd been uh, shown a couple of times. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It's really weird because most of the time it's just people adding me on Twitter being like, that's you. I'm like, whoa, yeah, it is. Cool. That's That's great. <laughs> That's great. Well, that's a great one to start us off with. Uh, the, the, actually, do you know what? The UK one is not one I had on my list. Wow. How about that? Not one well, that I had on my list. I will be honest. I said it a little sarcastically because I forgot about the big flags. I thought they just brought out a taxi and, and a phone booth. I thought that was it. So, it's, I'm sorry, uh, do you know what? If, I mean, if this comes between us, because I know it's very special for you, it's your moment as someone <laughs> from the UK. No, not at all. Uh, I, th- I did actually, when I was doing some research for this to make sure that I didn't forget any kind of, you know, of the big sets. Um, I even went to the, the there was um, an article that says the worst wrestling sets. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll check that out and see what they're talking about. They mentioned that. <laughs> they mentioned that UK set as one of the worst. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of presumed it was a little bit tongue in cheek. But uh, I, I happen to have uh, been to Raw a few times and seen it in person, as I said. Does have a weird effect. Does have a weird effect. We do, like I think a, it's because we're starved of those kind of shows. There's yeah, no other show. Any little that, thing. Any little thing like this. <laughs> oh, look at that. A taxi indoors. I can't believe it. <laughs> I love you, Queen. so yeah it does stir up uh it does stir up some feelings but talking of stirring up feelings how about smackdown how about the smackdown fist uh that is definitely yes yes cream of the crop it is it is regarded as one of the best if not the best tv sets uh so for those of you that don't know this uh was around i think at the start of smackdown i want to say that it was um like when it debuted and it was kind of like a brick wall and then you had two screens either side with a massive hand punching through and underneath there was like this cove like this cave this i'm gonna use the word cavern which I don't think I've ever used in a wrestling context before, but I've gone there because there was this cove, this cavern, um, and uh, that's where the wrestlers would kind of come out. And then above you had this fist, which had, for some reason, like fireworks that shot off, which didn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, But, like, it would have made more sense if it had, like, rocked or something, but instead they had, like, fireworks exploding (laughs) out of it. Uh, and then, uh, like these two screens, and I seem to recall the one screen was just like slightly bigger than the other screen. Like, I didn't quite get that aspect of it, but that wasn't the important thing. The important thing mm-hmm. was the fist, mm-hmm. and it is so loved that, um, during the Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania this year, WrestleMania 36, at the time of recording this, they actually did uh, a little segment with Cena when uh, he was kind of recreating 
his prototype gimmick and he walks out in front of the actual fist they'd gone to the warehouse uh, and actually dug it out uh, and put it in the background of that firefly funhouse match uh, just so that um uh, people could uh, you know relive uh, that moment and uh, their memories of of seeing that fist it's such a strange thing it it's really so is. it's so yeah I, I can't i'd love to have been in the room for that meeting like how did they how did they right uh, just like we're gonna have a wall we're gonna have a fist coming through it and then we're gonna have uh, a cabin let's have a cabin and the wrestlers can come through the cat it's just like there's oh. And like they updated the the staging recently, and it is so generic. Everything now is just a screen, which I know you can do a lot with, mm-hmm. but it's just not. It's not as exciting. It's not as visually impressive, you know. No, that's why when like you told me about this episode, I was like, "Yikes! I'm from the Indies. I'm just cool with having a curtain that people come out with. I don't even need a curtain. Just people show up to the ring. I'm good." And uh, I kind of feel like WWE's current thing is even less than just a curtain because it's just so generic and so planned that it doesn't really get me hyped like a fist would or something yeah. like that. Like, oh, like, as you said, with the flags and everything, when you go there, it's like, oh, oh, oh. but when you go to a W, like, sure, it's it's massive and stuff like that. But if you're watching it on TV, it's just basic. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's just, it's just basically like the Titan Trump for Raw, um, mm. and it kind of goes down and curves down, and now obviously it's all on the floor as well. So they, I mean, they can do some impressive stuff when the Street Profits come out. They have like this really great kind of like the floor is like road markings, the background is like buildings and everything, and uh, they really do make like make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can see that there are benefits to it. I mean, you know, if, if someone wanted a forest, for example, you know, you could really make it look really smart. Um, so I, I, I do like the flexibility of it, but it just, it, it feels to me like it's one piece of what should be a bigger puzzle. It should, it yeah. should have something else there. Do you know what I mean? I feel like yeah. there's something missing. Um, but that's because we've been, yeah, a fist. fist. We need, we need loads of fists. <laughs> All around yeah. the edge. Yeah. yeah. We need the rest of the parson. That's what we need. Not just the his fist. Imagine that. Just a massive Vince. A massive Vince McMahon towering over. And then we thought, yeah. And it turned out it was his fist all along. Spoiler. Yeah, uh, yeah that would be brilliant. That would be brilliant. Um, what's, your, what's your next one that you've got on your list? Uh, well, it was kind of building off the fist. I also just like the the post fist i think it was just like the oval they came out of yes where it was just very basic but uh, again as i said i like just simplicity sometimes and that was a really simple easy entrance and it's Mm -hmm. still cool because it's an oval and i know AEW is kind of like that now so it's nice to see the oval is still alive in this day and age yeah well they they have a lot more female genitalia going on with their entrance stage as we said fallopian tubes and everything but um it works it works yeah. and with cody when cody tends to make his entrance that this is, is the only person that this does it for um it, it must be in his contract or something like yeah i'll sign with you but i want a special section in the middle that actually is gonna 
rise up to reveal me. Uh, so you've got the two fallopian tunes, and then you've got like the, I don't know, Cave of Wonder or whatever that uh, exposes itself. Uh, I mean, you can see we're still on the female genitalia terminology. And uh, that kind of rises up and he's just he's standing there, the American nightmare. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, look, at least they're doing summer. Uh, joking aside, they're, they're giving it a go. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the same can't quite be said for uh, WWE. Uh, in regards to NWA, they very much have a curtain. That's, yeah. the, that's, that's their approach. But they are retro you know they yeah. really are trying to bring back that old school feel so not they've they've they don't have uh entrance stages or anything like that they don't even have entrance music and it works uh, and that's what yeah, i'm it saying it's like you, sure some of these that we're going to mention are awesome but i feel like uh there's a lot of money spent right now on some of these stages and i don't think that the investment is worth the outcome because indies and nwa it's, it looks fine and I agree. I agree. And and the NWA, what they do when it's their pay-per-views, they actually have them coming from a curtain, but a different curtain. How clever is that? It's <laughs> Not the curtain down there, a curtain up there. So <laughs> they move the curtain uh, and then they give them entrance music as well. So, uh, yeah, they, they push the boat up when it comes to the pay-per-views. Um, <sighs> it's kind of like the price is right if you had that in America where people have to come through down the stairs. Uh, and get down to the stage. It's a little <laughs> bit like that. But again, it's it it works for them. It it works in that kind of studio setting. So certainly not critical of it. Um, but it's it's something actually that's quite different now because uh, obviously everyone has big entrance stages and entrance music and things along those lines. Um, there's one. Well, I mean, look, I've got a few that I want to mention, um, and we will get to them all because, uh, as we said, this is a very weird topic for us to be talking about because it's hard to get like really in depth into yeah. the the stage and what it looks like. You just talk about it, show the picture, kind of a thing. So yeah. uh, we will be covering quite a few throughout this episode, but the one that I really want to highlight at the start here, King of the Ring. 2001 this was a giant electric chair a giant electric chair um it was so big you you like walked underneath it uh and the back part of the chair had the king of the ring initials on it and uh this was the same show where shane got thrown through one of the glass panels by kurt angle uh, one of the King of the Ring panels. It was that show. And, uh, yeah, it, it's absolutely incredible. Um, apparently, that chair is in the WWE warehouse somewhere. I mean, that is the chair for whoever's fist uh, is coming through on SmackDown. It's all connected. Yeah. I kind of, WWE's approach to stages at the moment seems to be making us the borrowers seems to be making us the little people and just building this kind of land of the giants Absolutely. kind of a thing, which I think is a great approach. I would, I, I would love them to keep going down that path. Um, yeah. And I have another example uh, of them doing that, and that would be uh, the whole Cyber Sunday uh, kind of stuff. Did you ever see the Cyber Sunday shows? No, have I. No? So no. the Cyber... So the Cyber Sunday shows, um, they were around in the kind of mid to late 2000s. 
and you actually got to vote on the matches. So uh, they would say, you know, we're going to have Triple H against Amaga, uh, vote on what kind of match they should have. Should it be a street fight? Should it be a submission match? And you actually voted, and then whatever won, they, they did that match. So uh, it was quite an interesting concept. It was a great way of kind of bringing in social media. I don't really understand why they've now stepped away from that. What with, you know, Twitter and everything now, you think it would work better than ever? Yeah, they used to do that with, I know when I first started like SmackDown and, and Raw, they'd, well, not SmackDown because it wasn't live, but Raw, they'd be like, all right, what match do you want to see Dean Ambrose and, 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 and Seth Rollins? And do you want it to be a street fight? Do you want it to be a no rules or do you want it to be a no disqualification? And yeah, they'd open that up and all the answers would be the same, but it still felt kind of cool to vote. Uh, but they yeah. don't do that anymore. I think, I think as long as the options are exciting options you know um you don't want it to be do you want them to have a regular match a two out of three falls match or uh first to sneeze actually i definitely watch a first to sneeze match but you know what i mean like it need to be they'd need to have exciting options but yeah i'm I'm amazed that they don't do uh that in this day and age what with uh twitter and social media and everything but cyber sunday they actually had a massive computer. There was a massive computer with a massive computer screen and like a hard drive and all this kind of stuff. Um, and the other one they did was a massive BlackBerry. And the BlackBerry actually had doors at the bottom of it. And you, they walked out through this giant, but again, it's the BlackBerry and computer that belongs to whoever sits in that chair and whoever's fist that is all connected. It's honestly, it's all connected. There is something going on. There is such a conspiracy. I don't know why no one has put this together before. We are breaking new ground right now. Let me tell you, (laughs) we are breaking new ground. So, uh, and again, all of that apparently is a WWE warehouse. This must be a massive warehouse. Yeah. I Must think be where they filled. warehouse is where the oh. giant lives. Yes, maybe, maybe. And they're just um, they, did actually, they did actually show there are some videos where they've gone around the warehouse and it is absolutely fascinating. And actually, just going off on a tangent because we love to do that, there is a brand new show that's coming that's going to feature Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Uh, and they are actually going to go around searching for lost wrestling memorabilia. So they're going to look for very specific items. I think in my head, it's in connection with ABC, which I believe is a network. Yeah, American yeah. Broadcasting Corp yeah. channel. It's based Disney. Oh, is it Disney? Yeah. Okay. Would that be the kind of show they would have? Um, Treasure Hunters. No, not okay. really. Maybe it's not ABC then. Maybe it's the more history. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, it's on some channel. I don't want the WWE. It's on some channel coming soon with some people, and they do so much. Check it out. (laughs) But they uh, no, it's Triple H and it's Steph, and they're going to go around the country uh, and they're going to see if they can find some like lost wrestling collectibles that speaks to me in a way that no show has ever spoke to me ever before. It sounds so up my street. Um, because I've got the, well, a replica of the first ever WWE championship. And if I had it to hand, I would gladly show you on 
well, I can just put a picture. I'll put a picture yeah. on. But um, yeah, it's it's a replica of the first one from the uh, early sixties, um, and that was actually lost. Uh, the original one, the proper one, and it turned up in someone's attic. And uh, WWE have managed to get it back now. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that's out there. Like the, you would think the first ever WWE Championship would be under lock and key in the warehouse or you know Vince's house or something, but it wasn't. It was it was it was out there in the world. So I can't wait to see what else is out there in the world. It'd be very interesting. Yeah. What next on your list? All right, for me, this this kind of fits into our conspiracy, but I don't know how much um because it's a wcw okay so was the giant around back then or not well maybe maybe he jumped ship 2001 with the whole end of nitro i don't remember seeing him but (laughs) yeah is what i'm saying okay Uh, spooky decorations from the giant's house decorating Mm. the entrance that was great that had a big pumpkin didn't it i remember the giant the giant's pumpkin and it had like uh, big tombstones and it was like a graveyard setting wasn't it yeah in fact, that is, that is really cool for people that haven't seen it i seem to remember there was like uh, a big gremlin and caskets and it was just like the undertaker's wet dream in many ways <laughs> <Yes>. so <laughs> like if ever they did a special undertaker themed show they might as well just you I'm, I'm sure they've got all them props because they bought wcw so uh yeah it is like this crazy graveyard scene um but yeah they they used that a few times i believe um and uh yeah it was was very cool very very cool i'm amazed that they haven't done that more what with the undertaker around yeah it's it seems like it would be perfect but i don't know maybe they think it's too like kitschy or something like that because it is very bright very colorful and for spooky people like Undertaker or something, having a giant pumpkin seems something more up a, a comedy alley. Not the tombstones, of course. The tombstones, you wouldn't have Grand Collie coming down, going like that. It would yeah, <laughs> definitely be Undertaker, but the pumpkin. Well, yeah, but here's a radical thought don't include the pumpkin. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. How about you have everything else, like the tombstones, the caskets, the big gremlin thing that's coming out, the the smoke, the spookiness, but the giant, like what I believe to be an inflatable pumpkin in my mind's eye that I'm seeing right now. Maybe just leave that out. Maybe just leave that out. I think you're onto something. I think I am. If anyone from WWE is listening, stop and get back to work because you need to come up with some better ideas than you have recently. (laughs) Uh, Right, let's move on, shall we? Um, Let's talk about a show that uh, the Wrestling Days channel actually did a watch-along of uh, a few weeks back. So this is fresh in the memory for me. Uh, This is Royal Rumble 2000, Madison Square Garden. Uh, And this is really, really cool um, because it's... I loved Madison Square Garden. We've got to talk about this because um, you used to come, like, when you'd go to the ring, down this, like, little... In between the bleachers, I believe they're called bleachers, mm-hmm. uh, in between the seats. And it was like a narrow little passageway. And then you'd get to the ring. It didn't have, there was no room 
for like a big grand entrance. You just had to kind of shuffle down this alleyway. Um, and it was a big feature at like WrestleMania 10. Well, whenever they did shows at Madison Square Garden, back in the day, there would just be a curtain. Um, but then obviously as um, technology came in and they got a bit more adventurous, um, then they would try different things. And WrestleMania 10, I remember it, it was um, like a door and it closed and it, and it had the, the cross for 10. And then when it parted, it would uh, obviously open the doors. Um, so WrestleMania 10, they had that. But for me, uh, my favorite, Royal Rumble 2000, they made that little passageway look like an alleyway. They actually had like brick walls that they put onto the side and they had graffiti. The ground looked like the ground, um, like a street and it had a manhole cover um, and they had like bricks stacked up and there was like chairs and breeze blocks and pallets um, and it really felt like an, an alleyway. Uh, and it was it was really cool. It was really impressive. I think the door where they came in and out might have been like corrugated metal. Um, yeah, and it just had it that kind of, yeah, it felt brilliant. And to top it off, um, to put the cherry on top or the taxi on top, if you would, they had a big yellow taxi, um, which you get in New York, for those of yeah. you that didn't know. So you get this big yellow taxi. And um, I think only once did they actually show you what it was like inside the taxi. They had, I don't know why they didn't use that more. There was a camera inside the taxi. There wasn't any people, obviously. I don't even know how they secured it. I have no idea. Um, but there was a camera inside. There is a moment during that show where you actually see from inside the taxi, which is really cool. Um, but the reason why they did that was because um, Triple H took on Cactus Jack in a street fight. So uh, obviously they needed a street. So they came up with this alleyway. And if you've never seen that match, oh, it, is, it is brutal. It is br it's one of the most brutal WWE matches ever. If ever we do the most brutal WWE matches, that is getting mentioned. It could not be further away from last week's children's kids show conversation if it tried. Uh, <laughs> there was blood absolutely everywhere. Uh, it was um, it was amazing. It was amazing that they went that far. So, um, yeah, and they, they were using all of that. I think uh, there's a bit where there's like a bit of the palette that kind of gets stuck in Triple H's leg. Um, I seem to recall um, one of our community members, Dave, pointing that out. Um, so yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I love how the set played a part because they do actually fight in that area. It, it, it is part of the match. Um, so and it just looks cool. It like a street fight. Yeah, really. Yeah, it really did. It really did. It was, it was really, really cool. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's one of my, uh, absolute favorites. Uh, did you have another one that you wanted to go through? I had my final one. Oh, final one. Yeah. But okay. Of course, I want to talk about something else. As yes. All. Yes. Um, I'm so here for any conversation. Let's go. Anything. What we're we talking about. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about entrances and interesting entrances. But what about the greatness that is interesting places to hold it rather than making the venue look cooler? 
Like we had the first episode of Nitro being Mall of America. You had yes. Bash at the Beach, where it's like beach. You have uh, uh, tribute to the troops going to the the army places, and I feel like that is a lost art, and it's kind of being. Uh, touched upon with like the final deletions and those type of matches. But I, I still think that there could be a cool venue change because I know indies a lot of times run from uh, baseball, uh, baseball fields, which is cool. But like it's the type of thing where that really spices things up. And sure, an entrance is cool, but it can only go so far. I completely, completely agree. I completely agree. Um, it, cause it brings, it actually reminds me of a show that I wasn't really going to be talking about, but that was WrestleMania nine and WrestleMania nine wasn't done in a stadium and it wasn't done in an arena. I believe it was a car park. Like to even say that out loud is very, very strange. Uh, it was, it was in a car park. They brought in like special seating and they did this whole area they, they decorated, the, it wasn't an entrance stage. It was a, uh, they themed the whole thing uh, as, wasn't it like the biggest toga party of the year or some uh, that was the tagline or something like that. And it was all uh, at Caesar's Palace. So uh, of course, everyone's in togas and everything like this. Um, and you're absolutely right. I mean, they, they did that back when they had just a fraction of the money that they've got now, I mean, thinking about what they could do now with the money that they have now, um, you know, and uh, the amount of people that they could draw, you know, pe people would go to something that was a bit different and a bit quirky. And I do feel like at least theming the shows would, would make a big difference. Um, like, for example, this year's WrestleMania was um, going to be a pirate theme. So the logo was a pirate theme. There's a pirate ship that's actually uh, inside the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Stadium. Um, but there was, you, you know that they weren't going to be dressing as pirates or the commentators weren't dressing as pirates yeah. or it wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, honestly, I think that's probably as far as they would have gone. I mean, mm -hmm. they had a pirate on their roster. So everyone looked at Kyrie Sane. Yeah. Everyone looked at Kyrie Sane and went, man, they are going to push her to the moon because you do not have a pirate-themed WrestleMania and then you don't include your only pirate. There's no way. There's no yeah. way they're not going to include her. So, of course, as we get closer towards WrestleMania, they completely change her gimmick, take her away from being a pirate, turn a heel, put her with Asuka, make her some kind of geisha girl uh with an umbrella uh and just completely destroy the whole pirate thing when there's a pirate wrestlemania around the court i mean talk about timing talk about timing <laughs> so uh yeah i i completely agree i i think even with um like that example of a, a pirate wrestlemania which sounds really exciting they they wouldn't they wouldn't have done much with it we've been down this road many many times mm. uh, so uh, i really don't think they would have been as adventurous as what we've seen in the past and certainly um not as adventurous as wrestlemania 9 i don't think they've ever got back to that level of adventureness if that's yeah. even a word no so, I, I agree and a special shout out though to wcw for doing hog wild that's what i was just looking up for the name it's when they got a bunch of uh, bikers to go to a wrestling show and all the wrestlers went down on motorcycles 
Perfection. Perfection. Yes. That's another one that's outside of arena. It's apparently awful, the pay-per-view. I haven't seen it myself. Um, I've seen it once, and to be honest, great. I can't even remember the Unforgettable. matches. <laughs> Unforgettable. <laughs> so, that's how great it was without without researching it, but I do. I can recall uh, all the bikers around. Uh, it's quite a, a, an infamous image, if you yeah. will. Uh, which again, you know, I will uh, drop onto the uh, YouTube channel. Um, I mean, this is going to look great on YouTube. I've got oh, oh, no yeah. denying this episode is going to, this will be one of our best received episodes. Yeah. No denying because of all the images. Um, you might struggle over on uh, Apple Podcasts. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> on those bro, it's all the bro still- guns out, boys! Guns out! <laughs> it's still 100% dudes. 100% dudes chopping yeah. down them trees. Yeah. All them trees outside your house All that we don't know how many. On YouTube, you guys got to step on up with your podcast, Apple podcasting game. Cause yes, you're letting, you're letting the team down. Yeah. You should be watching these twice. Once yeah. on YouTube and then going over to Apple. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the bros yeah. are doing apparently. That's what the bros, you got to love them lumberjacks. So, um, yeah, I completely agree. I think changing the venue uh, would make a lot of sense. Uh, in mm-hmm. regards to, um, uh, like, a, a weird space that wrestling has had an event, do you remember when they did in 93 on that battleship, the SS mm-hmm. Intrepid? If that, is, if that is correct, I have just pulled that from my memory. And I don't know that it is. I'm right? it up. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> why would why would the word intrepid be in my head? There's no need to have that word You're in right. there. The USS Intrepid. Oh, it's a big day in the day's household. Um, So, yeah, they actually did a body slam contest on the USS Intrepid. So they had Yokozuna in the ring. And um, who could slam Yokozuna, this 500-pound man? Um, And what was great was it was like, you know, a few hours. And uh, you had all these, like, football, American football stars that gave it a go and they couldn't do it. Other superstars gave it a go. Remember Crush giving it a go and he couldn't do it. I think Macho Man gave it a go and then you had this helicopter in the distance a lot of excitement who is it who is it who's coming and then it lands and it's lex luger and lex luger steps out and uh, gives it a go and he does it and it's just brilliant i mean it's not a wrestling event well show if you will but it's still it's still wwf they still set up a ring had an audience and did a show of some kind on a battleship so yeah. uh yeah that's that's pretty cool that's pretty cool so, so i com- i completely agree what you're saying is that wwe should have rented a pirate ship and put the ring on there for this year's wrestlemania definitely definitely um either that or just have linda mcmahon coming out with an eye patch on i would have took that <laughs> and if she came out only wearing an eye patch whoa oh, oh! i get it <laughs> 
Um, so yes, I uh, I just I just want I just want them to embrace that more. I think that it was always a big fun part of wrestling because yeah. um, an, another show that I want to mention in your house mm-hmm. uh, again at the time of recording this, it's just been announced that NXT are going to actually do an in your house event. They're going to do NXT takeover in your house. Uh, we don't know right now what that means. Uh, we don't know if it's just going to be the name. We don't know if they're going to bring back the in your house set uh, because the in your house set was um, it was really cool. It was just like this exterior of a house. Um, and obviously on the first show, they gave away a house. Um, again, we did a watch long of this over on the Days channel uh, not long ago. And um and it's 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 a short show. It's not even two hours long. Um, but the whole reason that it existed was because they were doing big pay-per-views, uh, like at the start of the year for the Rumble, around about April time for WrestleMania, around about August time for SummerSlam, and then end of the year for Survivor Series. Um, and there might have been like a King of the Ring in the middle of the year. So it was kind of five big shows. But I don't think King of the Ring ever really got to the size of the other shows. But they were competing against WCW. And WCW were doing like 10 shows a year, 10 pay-per-views a year. So WWE needed to find a way of very quickly getting cheap pay-per-views up and running so they could compete. So they just came up with the in-your-house concept. It was um, instead of like $30, it was $14.99 on pay-per-view. And rather than it being three hours, it was two hours. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just like this kind of a scaled down pay-per-view. But the set was awesome because, as I said, it was like an exterior of a house. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of love and affection for In Your House. I, I remember it as a kid. I-, I-, I remember loving In Your House. The first ones, I think, uh, as you start to move into, like, the Attitude Era, there were some great moments on those, don't get me wrong. but I'm a little I'm a little bit older by that point, you know. So then you start to criticize a few things as well as enjoy it. It starts to sneak in some things you maybe don't enjoy so much. Whereas when you're a kid, in the words of Lego, everything is awesome. Yes. So yes. you know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> they can do no wrong. So uh but yeah, as as you start to get on, then you start to find a few things that you don't enjoy maybe so much. So yeah, in your house was uh Definitely worth a shout. Definitely worth a shout. Mm. Um, I got a few more. Just a few more if I can uh, drop these in. Mine. Oh, what? Have you still got one more to go? Yeah, yeah. But I want to see if you hit it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what she said. Uh, Right. (laughs) Next next up, we've got Flash. No. No. Okay. Right. This has now turned into a game between me and yeah. Tommy to see if I've if I've hit it. Yeah. Uh, so, backlash. The backlash uh, set was uh, really strange. It was based on I can't remember if it was the A. I think it might be one of the A's, but one of the A's it curves round the way that it was done. So they replicated it in like these. I want to say ribs. I'm going to go with ribs because they kind of came round and there was about eight of them, right? And uh, they were these big metal like spikes, but they they came round like this and there was a few in a row and the superstars walked in between them. 
But what was really cool about them was these things were huge. I mean, like in comparison to the wrestlers, these things were massive. But not only that, they swung. These things would actually move and everything. And uh, it just it, it felt dangerous. I know that sounds really weird to say, but it, like these big swinging sp- spikes and you got the wrestlers just like walking down in between. It, it did add something to the show. It, the stage... Do you know what I mean? Like it's so mm-hmm. different to what you get now with just a big TV screen. You know, does, the problem with today, there's not enough danger. That's the problem with today. There needs to be an element of danger. The yes. ne- they need more big swinging spikes. There needs to be torture electric chairs yep. and there needs big to be swinging like a spikes. That if they accidentally step on it, then everything falls down. <laughs> yes, poison That's darts. Exactly. That's exactly what needs to happen. Or how about this? There's a little button on the floor. And if you accidentally step on it, the screen changes and it actually shows a naked picture of that performer. How about that? That would be like you would be. <laughs> There's a real element of danger right there, isn't yeah. there? A real element of danger. So, uh, I mean, look, WWE, feel free to take that idea. We like to throw out these good top <laughs> <laughs> top quality idea <laughs> uh as well as that i've got right next one let's see if tommy's got this capital punishment nope oh! okay capital punishment was the next one on the list so capital punishment this show only ever took place once i believe and the poster is so strange because you've got john cena the one side on the poster ray mysterio on the other side and Obama in the middle, like they've drawn, they've drawn them, and he's kind of holding Rey Mysterio and John Cena back from like attacking each other. Um, I will put a picture up, of course. The, the crazy, the crazy thing was though, they weren't even facing each other at the show. Uh, John Cena was facing Artry, and Mysterio was taking on CM Punk. So it, it, it didn't really make a great deal of sense. But um, in fact, none of it made a great deal of sense, apart from the fact that they were in Washington. So, of course, they had the White House. Yeah. Uh, they had a White House set, and it looks awesome. It looks so good. Like, I believe the majority is all screens. I'm actually not sure about the top part. There's like a domed bit. And I'm not sure if that was a screen or if that was an actual dome. I, I, we'll never know. I mean, we might know, but I don't. The great know. mysteries of the world. It, 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 it is one of the great mysteries of the world, indeed. Uh, you obviously mentioned Bash at the Beach, so you've yes. already done that. Um, let's have a look, see what else we've got. Um, Raw is War. I did not have that, no. Oh, right, Raw is War. Not too special. We're not going to spend too long on this, but this really was the emergence of the Titantron. So I know we're kind of down on large TV screens, but this is when the large TV screen first arrived. And when it first came in, it was really cool. Yeah, it was amazing. So it had like scaffolding uh, kind of around it and everything. And we'd never seen anything like that before. It, it like the impact well the impact of it is still being felt today as, as we've said spoken about how they use tv screens now at the back and on the floor this is kind of you know one of the major steps forward that uh that that took so raw is war with that massive titantron just wanted to give that uh, a little bit of uh recognition shout out 
shout out shout, if you are watching raw is war shout out to you oh yeah and to everyone uh, watching the live stream shout out i know tons of people are like oh can you shout us out? guys this is pre-recorded um but shout out i saw it i saw your yep it's actually not pre-recorded we just don't want to do it <laughs> if anyone's asking for a shout out right now we are actively ignoring you um <laughs> uh, all right my final one then my final one i don't i don't even think it is this I, I, I could have gone with like loads of different WrestleManias. We've already spoken about WrestleMania nine, what without having like a, a, a toga theme. We kind of touched on WrestleMania ten with those doors. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. It's. I know. I, I already know it's not this, but I'm gonna go with WrestleMania twenty four. Now this was in Florida. And the stage, it was really, it's really interesting because I have actually looked at quite a few uh, of those countdown like charts and they talk about loads of different WrestleManias. I mean, we could do a whole show talking about WrestleMania stages, but I have to admit, by and large, they just tend to be bigger stages. You know, I mean, like I'm thinking of WrestleMania 34, which was awesome. And it was a mask and it, and it looked incredible, but it is just a big stage. Granted, with a mask, and inside the mask is the screen. Was yours WrestleMania 34? No. no. Okay, right. I had no. just, for a second then, I thought, did I just call it without even knowing I'd called it? But no. I haven't called it. No. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there's loads of examples of WrestleManias and, and different WrestleMania stages. But with WrestleMania 24, um, it, it actually, they they had a building. The, the way that you came out, it looked like a building that you would find in florida it was and you'll know this in fact you, you might even be able to educate us a little bit about this but it was made to look art deco because art deco is all around florida that is apparently the style in uh, in florida and um apparently right i'm going to impress you here with things that i found off the internet uh art decoratives Art decoratives is apparently rich colors, bold geometry, uh, and decadent detail work. I mean, really, I've only mentioned this so I can say the word decadent uh, because it is a great word. Um, and it's, it's very sleeker. A lot of people, I'm sure they'll all agree in the chat, it's, very, it's a lot sleeker than, say, Art Nouveau. I feel like Art Nouveau isn't as sleek, uh, but uh, Art Deco definitely is is a lot sleeker. Well, for me, that, I, I much prefer the avant-garde to either of those. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming from there. I'm yeah. a big fan of the avant-garde myself. Yes. Um, and also the whole expressionist movement. I was a big mm -hmm. fan of that whole movement. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lady Gaga, she's pretty cool as well. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> The art pop. The uh, I'm a big fan of the art pop, <laughs> uh, and also Art Garfunkel, uh, who uh, had some hits Shut with up. Paul Simon. Shout out yes. to you if you are listening. Uh, uh, art Garfunkel actually appeared on Arthur to yet again reference Arthur during one no of his way. dreams. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, we, have come around, we have come around full circle there, haven't we? What a time to be alive. Um, okay, go on then. 
reveal it. <laughs> Mine is just so basic. It's uh again another one with a really stupid poster, but that's basically every WWE pay-per-view. It's New Year's Revolution 2007 with right. the fire breathing dragon. I'm yeah. basic fire dragons that's cool i'm in sign me up yeah hey look it's, it's worth a mention it's absolutely worth a mention it is it is cool <laughs> i mean like, it is a fire breathing dragon it would be rude not to mention it so uh <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean like there was a a great armageddon set as well that uh we could have spoken about i actually did have another one written down this um this Secret? one was wcw pro which was a weekly show on Sundays. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I have never seen this show, but it's from 1995. And um, the set is, again, a little bit similar to that kind of um, alleyway that we spoke about for the Royal Rumble 2000. And it's kind of like this brick wall, and it's got like this pile of TVs in the corner. Um, And I have actually seen people laying into it, saying that it, it, it wasn't that great. I I don't have any childhood memories of this. I never watched this show as a kid. And as I said, I've never seen this show now. And I saw this on one of those worst lists. But I looked at it and thought, that was so much better than what WWE was doing at the time. I remember WWE had the neon entranceway in the the mid-90s. It was literally a, a doorway. It was a door. What it was was a door frame in neon. (laughs) <laughs> that, that was it i mean don't get me wrong it's iconic and i believe they actually take it to access so that you can walk through it and have your picture taken i would love that i would absolutely <laughs> love that so let's be crystal clear here nothing but love for the neon doorway right but uh yeah i i kind of did see that picture of wcw pro and i thought well do you know what fair play at least they were trying some at there credit where it's credit where it's due And that, I think, is that. Is there any other bits that you wanted to throw into the pot? No. I think it's a pretty full pot, in all fairness. I've got to be honest. I I didn't know how we were going to do an hour on this, but I kind of feel like we could have... There was a bit more we could have explored. I'm sure there's people shouting in the comments as we speak of uh, ones that um, we've forgotten and whatever. So, again, another topic that we can revisit uh, if people feel like we should revisit it, uh, or if there's anything in particular that we've uh, missed out on, but um, yeah, there's. I think we've. I think we've covered them all. I, I feel it went. awesome. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Okay. Good. Oh, I tell you, that's, that feels like a seal of approval. I love that. Oh, yeah. I'm here for that. <laughs> okay. We've we've been talking for so long. It has now gone dark in your room i'm pretty sure when we started there was light coming through your windows and now it's gone dark yeah now i'm in hell ah. <laughs> <laughs> they rejected me <laughs> aren't we all even everyone in the chat just <laughs> desperate to leave <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we're done for another week thank you uh, so much for joining us i hope you enjoyed this episode um uh, no idea what's coming next week Do I know what's coming next week? I might know what's coming next week, but I can't remember. Um, We'll find out next week together, shall we? So uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe to Triple T's YouTube channel. We're still working our way uh, towards that 100,000. I mean, don't even bother subscribing to this one. Just subscribe 
to triple t's you can find uh, some of his finest videos uh, in a playlist on the youtube channel uh, so make sure that you uh, click on that it'll be the easiest way to find it right because it jumps all over the place so at least uh, you can go there um and yeah that's it awesome thanks a lot for watching hopefully see you again next time bye for now bye